0: Hi and welcome to Simply Healing. So this is download number 1 entitled A Fistful of Dollars. Hello Welcome to my sitting room. I'm here at home sitting in my armchair uh, in front of the fire, which isn't lit at the moment because it's a lovely warm evening, but just to show you how decadent I am, I do have my feet up on a footstool, so I'm laid back on the cushions and I only hope and pray that I'm not going to drift off to sleep during this Simply Healing talk. Thank you for coming. Um, I call this one a a fistful of dollars, but really I I just mean, I think, a fistful of riches. Um, But it does uh, remind me... I I loved those films, those those Clint Eastwood Spaghetti Westerns. I saw every single one of them in my, I don't know, early 20s, I suppose. Late teens, early 20s. And I loved every single one of them. And they... uh, the bit I remember more than anything about them, actually, is the hot, dusty, uh, golden, hot sunshine days. Now, uh, if you if you're resident in the UK, you you miss stuff like that quite a lot. I mean, I don't think I'd want to live in it permanently, but oh dear, it's lovely to have a dose of that now and again, isn't it? Do you think? And um, I always often remind then of of actually thousands of years before that uh, in um ancient israel when we had kings like uh david and saul uh, reigning and um i don't know if you remember but at one point there was an awful nasty civil war between uh david and saul and saul had in his possession um <clears throat> something called the ark of the covenant now this um the Ark of the Covenant is a box made out of acacia, if my memory serves me right, and it's only a sort of couple of foot long, and maybe 12 or 18 inches square. It's quite small, with um, some wooden carved cherubim uh, at either end on the lid, uh, covered in gold, with their rings outstretched above the head so they touched each other um, And between the wings, uh, above the atonement cover, resided something called the Shekinah, uh, which would have been a dazzling, bright, flashing light, which was the manifest presence of God uh, in a visible form. Very, very powerful. Now, Saul had this and was generally using it in his fight to beat up Philistines as well as (coughs) others. And (coughs) along came... The war eventually ended um saul died david went down to where the ark was to pick it up and to bring it back to the city of david um, because this box you know containing the um pieces of stone that that, that moses had had the um ten commandments written on and the piece of manna, if you remember, from the wilderness to remind them that God feeds us and takes care of us. And um, the, the rod of Aaron that had budded. Those were in there and, and really represented the center point of uh, Israel's faith. Um, terribly, terribly important piece of equipment. And <clears throat> they, they, David took down with him a, a super brand new ox cart. And he lifted this Ark of the Covenant up onto the ox cart and began to trundle it all the way back to the city of David across the hot, yellow, sunshiny, dusty plains um, in the heat. But it didn't seem to trouble them very much. I bet there was plenty of noise and tambourines and worship and dancing and thanksgiving as they brought this um, wonderful thing home to the city of David. Along the way, halfway along the way, they came to a friend of his, um, and uh, I, whether they were stopping overnight or what, I don't know, just visiting, and <clears throat> they bought the, um, the ox cart uh, across this guy's threshing floor, and one of the oxen stumbled and one of the chaps walking alongside reached out a hand uh, to steady the Ark of the Covenant and if you remember he died uh, under the wheels of the ox cart and um, that was a bit of a scary moment And, and David looked at this and saw his friend you know dead under the wheels of the cart and he thought hmm maybe this isn't such a I wonder if he did do you think maybe this isn't such a a wonderful thing after all I tell you what I'll do I'll leave it with my friend so the, the, the owner of the farm he said hey hey, um, you know I'd like to leave this with you and set off back to the city of David without it well I can't blame him really I mean it sounds a bit frightening if it this thing is so powerful it kills people you know so David's um, weeks go by and he's sitting in the City of David, he's hearing all sorts of stories coming up from the farm that, uh, you know, like the crops are doubling and the harvest has increased and the sheep are giving triplets and the wine's twice as good from the vines. And oh, he's thinking, hang on a second, maybe this isn't such a bad thing. Maybe I could do with this Ark of the Covenant thing, you know, with me so that I can get all the blessings from it. So Danny goes to um, back to the farm and uh, relieves his friend of the um, the Ark of the Covenant and carries it back all the way to the city of David, uh, and that's the end of that little story. Um, now, right in the middle of that, there's a couple of verses in in Chronicles which are really very pivotal. Pivotal, I'm sorry. Uh, in, in understanding the story and its, its relevance of people like you and me you know, these days. 1 Chronicles 14, verse 14 and 15 So the priests and the Levites sanctified themselves to bring up the Ark of the Lord, the God of Israel. And the Levites carried the Ark of God on their shoulders with the poles, as Moses had commanded, according to the word of the Lord. Now, I wonder if you notice something. It's, this is pivotal in the middle, like it's pivotal in a, in a, in a seesaw thing. You know, because right in the middle of that story, it says the priests and Levites um, sanctified themselves and so on. And then they carried the ark on their shoulders as Moses had told them to do. And that is fascinating to me because that's going to take you back to um, very early days I mean you're in the wilderness now and and Moses is praying a lot and getting instructions from God as to how to build a tabernacle and the, all the original very detailed instructions that came from God on how to build the Ark of the Covenant in the first place now I told you about the, the wood they were told to use the fact that it was covered in gold they had uh, to a cherubim at either end, with wings outstretched over their head, as a residence for the Shekinah, and so on. Now, here's the interesting bit. In each corner of the box was a gold ring, and the purpose of the ring was so that they could slide the ship poles in, uh, one on either side, so they could carry it uh, on their shoulders, men before and aft, carrying uh, the ark of the covenant. Um, what I want to tell you is that the Ark of the Covenant was actually designed to be carried on men's shoulders. And here we have, in the piece of Chronicles we just read, we've got uh, it related to us that the priests carried it on their shoulders as Moses had instructed them. And Moses said, look, I want rings in each corner, I want to pole through the rings so that you can carry it on your shoulders. Isn't that interesting. So now if we look at our story as a whole. What we've got. Is. Uh, the, 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 the children of Israel. Working for David. I don't know. Thousands of them in this big party. Bringing home the, the goods. Uh, from Saul's camp. And they. They were. Carrying it on an ox cart. And. Clearly, they only got halfway. They got as far as the threshing floor on the farm and it all had to stop. They only got halfway. When, when they eventually decided that they'd better do it the way God planned it to be for them. That the word of God was to be carried on their shoulders. Then they got the rest of the way home. And I want to share a a little thought with you. Um, just now, that if we're not carrying the Word of God on our shoulders, we can only expect to get halfway where we want to go. In fact, I might venture to suggest, if I may, that the reason why we so often only get halfway and not the whole way home where we want to go to in life is because we are not carrying the Word of God correctly. The Word of God was designed to be carried on the shoulders of men. Not in ox carts. Now, you may say, what's an ox cart? Um, in that sort of symbolic sense. And I would say, well, look at what we do. Um, we have uh, outreach programs that try and show people we're nice. Yeah? Christians. We have uh, youth um, evangelism things that have all sorts of ways of packaging up the Word of God. Yeah? Oxcarts, that is what it is. It's a package of the Word of God. We have, um, sometimes you find in our churches, don't you, all flashy multimedia church services. How exciting. It's all oxcarts wrapping up nicely the Word of God. I would even say that classical church music, which I absolutely adore... Um, if that's used as a, 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 a centre of worship we'll only go halfway for us because it's a parcel it's a wrapping up, it's an ox cart carrying the word, the word of God, you see do you get me now, the word of God is something that we have to learn it's something that we have to understand it's something we have to carry on our shoulders so that that becomes the centre you know, of our Worship life, our prayer life, our witness life is the Word of God itself, not the ox cart that we're carrying. I think you dream up all sorts of things. Yeah? Now, the really interesting thing I think about this business uh, of carrying the Word of God on our shoulders is that we, I mean, church worldwide, we have done pretty well the same thing with the healing ministry yeah we have forgotten to carry the Word of God on our shoulders and we've started putting up all sorts of uh, other uh, wrappings other ox carts to carry it in yeah so now I mean, what we have to remember, among all, you see, is that that Scripture has got these keys in it. It, it. It tells us what the keys are here. And actually, you see, one of the things the New Testament says to us is that the power of God lies in the message of the cross. In other words, you know, the word of God, yes? The power of God doesn't lie in the wrappings. It lies in the message of God, 1 Corinthians 1 verse 18. For the message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. Now that clearly states that actually the power is in the message, not in the wrappings or the ox cart that we might be trying to carry it in. Now let me show you what I mean. If you look at in the New Testament, um, I mean, mean, I'm talking Acts of the apostles, those days, yeah? If you take a really sort of broad brush approach at this, you will find that the Christians, uh, be they apostles or deacons or just, you know, elders or ordinary people, they're they're walking around the place um, with two keys in their hands. Now, what you've got to remember here is that, Is that they didn't have the New Testament. They didn't have free downloads. They didn't have courses to go on. Um, All they had. I mean they had a lot of things. But the main things. The main two things that drove their lives. Was firstly the doctrine of atonement. I.e. the message of the cross. and The other thing they had. Which was so vital to them was the absolute certainty that Jesus was alive hundreds of them had witnessed that Jesus is alive and they knew what he'd done for them it was atonement and what the results of that actually were now they went out with now, now can I, if I, am just, just hold my two hands out in front of me with my fingers in a clenched fist so I'm holding two fists at you yeah, uh, and just I'm I'm not trying to be violent. I'm just pretending I'm holding something. Yeah. Now, if you want to put a name on each of those facets, uh, things that they walked out into the world uh, for, one of them would be evangelism, and the other would be healing. Okay. Those seem to be the two ministries that they had: evangelism and healing. Now just forget the evangelism for the moment so I've only got one my right hand held out now Um, what has happened for I don't know it depends how you feel about it but there are all sorts of historical reasons I'm sure that what has actually happened down the centuries down you know towards the middle ages we've actually taken the power the message of the cross out of the healing ministry we've actually removed the power Now, I I have a personal view I'll share with you. uh, And that is that, of course, over those years, the church itself grew mighty and strong in its own strength. It had armies and could make kings. And, you know, instead of concentrating on spreading the good news, it concentrated on building fabulous cathedrals all over Europe and so on. It became powerful in its own strength. Now, that's my own view. I think once we do that the Holy Spirit says to us, Well, okay, you go do it then and and you know. But so I'm left with this idea that, that I've got this one fist in front of you, right, which which is actually empty because the message of the cross has gone. if you if you look at the healing ministry today, you won't find in it, by and large, the message of the cross. You won't see it. What you'll see is a lot of us Christians going, oh, please, Lord, would you heal, you know, my sister's nose or, or my brother's ear or something. Please, Lord, if you're, you know, in a good mood and, and it is Sunday, so we're all being very religious, so how about it, Lord? Or, you know, my sister does make an awful lot of good cakes with church bazaars and so on. Yeah? But there's, n- there's very little, if you think about it, um, unless your experience is very different, but that's certainly mine is that there's very little message of the cross going on. The power has come out of it. So, what do we do? Because people like you and me, nevertheless, have the spirit of Christ within us. That means that we have compassion for the sick. Our, our families, ourselves, we, we've got sickness in them, haven't we? We've, we've got relationship problems, problems, um, I always reckon, that fact that if you wanted to walk up the road and knock on every door and say, could you write your problems on a card and give them to me, I think you'd probably need three boxes. One might be money, but I think it'd probably be the smaller one in the Western world. Um, the biggest one would probably be physical sickness, and the second biggest one would be relationships. I mean... Such a shame to me, this because the world's falling apart and the message of the cross is lying idle, um, because you know we Christians are not clued up anymore as to how to use it. It's it's gone a long time ago. So, but, but we still have Christ's compassion for the sick. Yeah, we still want to see people healed. We still want to see the Father glorified through Jesus. So, what we've done is we've started to build our own extensions uh, our own tentacles to this to to try and put some power back into it so if you look at it I'm going to start to, to raise my fingers one by one now uh, and if I raise my baby finger let's call that deliverance based ministry um you know, I want to look to you and listen to you and discern that you have spirits of this and that and so on and deliver you of that and you're here. Then there's others, we call them in the UK, for example, uh, the whole sort of wholeness through Christ thing, which says, I need to look at you um, to try and discern what your sins are, what your wounds are from your past what your bondages are to things of the past and the present, if there's any evil spirits in you, and deal with all those things. So there's a, another technique there. Then there's um, what we call Christian counselling, which has taken some fabulous counselling skills from the secular world, uh, Christianized them, nice prayer on the end, thank you Lord, Amen. And so we get people who specialise in that, don't we? Yeah? Then we got something emerging now called theophostics, which I don't know much about at all, but from what I understand, it's more or less sort of come out of the psychiatric world um, uh, as as a way of handling your your bad memories of the past that might affect your relationships with God and with other people today. Oh, there's a new one. Start now. I'm down to my thumb now, so I'm using up my fives pretty quick. But I'm sure there are a lot of others, you know, that you could know but I mean sticking my thumb up I would say well there's another one I, um, just starting up now getting more and more popular which is to say that you know all physical sickness is actually based in a particular sin like uh, you know unforgiveness or a particular emotion like rejection or something like that uh, so that if you can discover what's behind that and uh, get that one sorted out um, then, then you know the sickness will go Yes, so there's lots and lots of techniques being built up, some of which are more popular than others in various parts of the world, but they're all being built up. But every single one of them has two interesting things about it. One is, they've all been, perhaps with the exception of deliverance ministry, they've all come out of the best will in the world, but a lot of them have come from uh, man-made inputs into the healing ministry. And the other danger as far as i'm concerned is every single one of those has got loopholes in it for abuse it is possible to abuse it but they're all and another way of putting it is they're all ox carts, aren't they they're all wrappings around the word yeah so that uh we don't actually deal with the word of god direct with the message of the cross direct anymore we we learn various techniques uh, to do it and bless them they're all in competition with each other I think sometimes as to oh, yeah, no, I, you do it that way oh there's another one of course I don't have enough fingers on my hands actually but there's another one which is the, the, the sort of sacramental thing you know which says no, no no it's actually all about the anointing with oil it's all about the laying on of hands it's all about people who say but if you half understood the Eucharist correctly you wouldn't need a healing ministry at all and, and I'm sure I'd go along with all that you know so there's another one, and I'm sure you could think of others if you've got more fingers than I have. Um, my point being, they're all ox carts. They're not the original message of the cross, which was the God-given system. Yeah? If, if you look at what Jesus did, he proclaimed the good news and he healed the sick. And then he told the good news of the kingdom, that is. He said the kingdom of God is near. Yeah. Then he taught his apostles... And the disciples, 72, to go out there, tell people that the kingdom of God was near to them, and heal the sick. Um, and that's exactly what they did. Their evangelism said, that was the one fist, do you remember? The evangelism said, okay, the kingdom of God is near, and the healing bit then healed sick. Yeah, as evidence of the, that they were speaking the truth in all these things. A fistful of Christ's riches to hand out. What we do, folks, whichever you use, you know, whichever of those fingers you you happen to fancy specializing, um, basically what we do is we pray and hope. Yeah? Uh, We might make uh, pronouncements out loud about things that are in the Bible that apply to us as individuals. But basically, we pray and we hope. And the, 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 the I, I don't know if you've noticed, but absolutely none of those individual uh, finger-sticking-up ministries actually achieve a great deal at all. That's an awful thing for a Christian to admit to. But I think if you were, were terribly honest with yourself, um, painfully honest with yourself, you might well find that those things, those oxcarty finger sticking uh, methods of conducting healing ministry, actually are jolly hard work and they don't yield very much at all. The surprising thing is, don't forget, if we go back to the oxcart, once they had used and carried the ark on the shoulders as Moses had instructed them. They realized that the ark was supposed to be carried on your shoulders. Once we start to say, oh, hang on a minute, it's the message of Christ, it's the message of the cross that we need to proclaim. Now, this is where it gets difficult. This is where you need uh, humility, in, in my case, beyond anything I ever imagined, to actually cut off all those fingers and say i'm going to be really radical here i don't want any of those because not one of those was the main vehicle for witnessing in the early church not one of them the one that was the main vehicle was what was in the other fist it's your evangelism it's preaching and teaching that the kingdom of god is near now that has surprising effects because once we learn to preach that the kingdom of God is near, we learn to use the message of the cross in the face of sickness and adversity and other people's relationship problems and so on. Once we start to use the message of the cross, then that's all we have to do. What happens then is that God arrives on the scene and begins to heal the sick. Yeah? Yeah? as evidence that what you and I are saying is true. Now that's the way that Jesus taught people. That's the way the apostles learned how to do it. That's the way it's been handed down to us in, in the New Testament. Very interesting. There's nothing man-made about that at all. It's a, it's a God-designed system for evangelism. What is also lovely about it is there isn't anywhere in there... Uh, potential abuse that isn't anywhere where abuse can creep in and, and heaven knows we all know war stories about um, abuses that creep into you know ministry of this kind one way or the other but in there there isn't one single place where abuse can occur so I want to encourage you uh, in this message really to start to search, to take a bold step and say stick your, hold your fist out stick your fingers up, which one of those fingers are you most likely to get involved in, which one do you like best, I mean there are others aren't there if only I had more fingers like intercessory prayer groups and things, there are lots of them but actually as good as they all are, as useful as they all are, they are in fact all ox cuts. they are packages to wrap up and carry around the word of god in we're involved in them for all the right reasons yes of course oh it's it's compassion it's wanting to see things put right it's wanting to see the father glorified through jesus but actually the trick that so much of the church has missed is that jesus knew a god designed system for doing this yeah It's not a God-designed system specifically for healing the sick. It's a God-designed system to see the Father glorified through Jesus and to see the kingdom extended. And that surely is what all of us Christians are really after. And the way to do it is to learn, and it's jolly hard work. It took me years to actually get out of your system um, any technique that you might have learnt on these fingers, yeah any of those finger sticking techniques to actually learn to get rid of the ox carts and come back to the basic message of the cross, yeah which says atonement has happened, there is now absolutely nothing that can come between us and God, yeah the river of grace pours into the world, Jesus is alive jesus never said no and he's the perfect image of the invisible god yeah and once you start to proclaim stuff like that what we find is that god then turns up and says yep i would like to evidence this by mending some of the fall by mending a bit of arthritis or some cancer or something yeah and that's how signs and wonders occur. So it is possible to come up with a fistful of dollars again. It is possible to come up with a fistful of heaven's riches again. The, the, the Father uh, has said, fear not little flock. Jesus said it, didn't he? Fear not little flock. It's the Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. We're standing these, with these things in our hands. Let's give them away to people to glorify the Father for Jesus' sake. Amen. Well, we hope you enjoyed this uh, download from Simply Healing, and we hope you enjoyed it enough to share it with a friend. If you'd like to know more about how we might help you and resource you, then please look at our website, which is www.jacobswell.org.uk, that's Jacobswell, J-A-C-O-B-S-W-E-L-L dot org, O-R-G dot U-K. And you'll also find a link there where we hope you might like to donate a little something to help with the cost of producing these things. In the meantime, so we see you again on Simply Healing Downloads, the Lord bless you and keep you safe. Amen.